0: Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you.
1: We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond.
0: All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 191, and it's titled, This Is What Great Sex Is. So... The idea for this show came from the fact that sometimes when we work with clients, or even when we talk with just friends of ours, and we talk about sex, because that's kind of what we talk about, (laughs) (laughs) when we do that, we realize sometimes that some people don't even understand what's possible in the realms of sex, right? So in other words, we have a conversation, we talk to somebody about, you know, oh, you could make love for 40 minutes or an hour long, and they go, uh, why would you want to do that, right? Because they don't truly understand what's possible in the realm of sexuality. Like, like how great could sex really be? So in other words, you know, whether it's, um, you know, uh, a man who can make it to seven minutes long and he thinks that's amazing, right? And he doesn't realize how much better it could be if he was able to last longer. Or say, a woman who chases that first clit orgasm and thinks that's the greatest thing ever, not realizing how much more powerful those deeper levels of orgasm could be if she allowed herself to go there. And so what we wanted to do in this episode is we wanted to basically show you what's possible in the realm of great sex. So we're going to talk about, you know, what do most people think is great sex? What do women specifically think is great sex? What do men think is great sex? And then um, we have a whole section on things that people, um, components of great sex that many people aren't aware of, like things they don't think of. And sometimes what happens with these things is they'll have great sex. And they're like, whoa, that was amazing. But they don't realize what it really was that made it amazing. Like, what made that particular session better than, say, others? And sometimes they don't, they're do not they not even aware of it. So we have a whole segment on components of great sex that many people aren't aware of. And then we're going to give you some tips, some ways to help facilitate or create great sex.
1: You know what's fascinating is I was looking at different studies and... In many studies, it seems that stamina doesn't make it really number one in terms of what does it mean for great sex for women. I'm I'm specifically talking about what women think is great sex. And I was a bit surprised because... Ultimately, I mean, I know a lot of women are like, I don't want it to last too long. I've got other things to do. Why would I spend so much time on it? It's good the way it is. But I think like you don't know what you don't know. And that until you reach those places that hopefully will be able to tempt you and describe to you, you don't really understand it. And that's why stamina doesn't always make it as number one in terms of like what makes a difference in their ability to orgasm. But let's be real, a man who can only last minutes versus a man who can last, you know, like a half hour, or 45 minutes, you go to different places. A three minutes quickie is not the same as a 45 minutes to an hour long lovemaking session. It's just not comparable.
0: Yeah. I think there's two reasons why it doesn't make it to the top of the list for women. Um, number one is that, um, you know, uh, 40 minutes of bad sex is still 40 minutes of bad sex, right? Like (laughs) there's no no other way to put it. In other words, women aren't getting the sex that they want. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of the, the primary reason that it doesn't make it to the top of the list for women. And, and the second is, is that length isn't really what's most important for women. And, and it's, it's, Honestly, it's those things that are later on in the show, the, all those things about like you may not have thought of. Those are the things that really make sex great for women, but not just women. They make sex great for men too, but I think for women, some of those things are a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. And so they would rather have those, even if the sex is shorter, than to not have those and have long sex. <laughs> so I think it's a, it's, a, it's more of a matter of priority. That That's my personal opinion, but... When we get to the what women want about sex, Celine, you will have an opportunity to tell us exactly what women want from your perspective as a woman. So we'll find out if I am correct on my assumptions or not.
1: All right, before we continue diving in deep into the subject of great sex, let's give a big shout out to our sponsor of today's show, which is Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. I want to start by saying first that great sex is different for a lot of people. However, there are some important generalities, so I want you to keep that in mind as we are going through some of the lists and ideas that we have today, that it is an opinion and that it won't work for everyone, however, it's a great starting point.
0: Yes, so for everybody who's going to go, that's not great, or I don't like that, or I'd rather have something else... Just calm down, we realize that it is a little different for everybody, but we're gonna give you the general formula.
1: You know the good thing too about if you are like saying, hey, that's not great, I'd rather have this. Well, yeah, then this show was a success because we helped you have clarity around what you wanted by knowing what you don't want. Sometimes that's where you have to start.
0: (laughs) It's important to know what you don't want. I was just working with a client recently and he was great. He had his whole list of all the things he wanted in a woman. And I said, well, do you have your list of deal breakers? The things you don't want? And he was like... Uh, I didn't write that one down, right? It's important, <laughs> it's important to know too. what you don't want.
1: Now, great sex is all about attunement and being a great lover to your particular partner. I want to repeat that, that it's being a great lover to the person you are with in that moment. Meaning that what worked with somebody... Um, may not work again with the next person. And it's not so much about copying something that you saw in a movie or something you've heard a friend talked about, read in a magazine. Don't compare yourself um, and your sex life to porn because porn is entertainment. It's not education. And don't believe the locker rooms talk, especially guys. I'm sorry to have to say that, but I think a lot of men tend to not be absolutely honest when it comes to their How success you know in the bedroom. Do you know
0: what we are talking about in the locker room?
1: I've heard, like, little fly.
0: <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, men talk a lot of shit, is what you're trying to say. Sometimes, and yes. And Sorry. Not, not everything they say is truthful. Mm-hmm. Exaggerations, embellishments. Yes outright falsities. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start with what most people think is great sex. So again, you know, if you hear this and you're like, that sounds like terrible sex to me, great. Then you're already advanced. But let me just tell you what we think most people think is great sex. All right. Number one, it lasts about 10 minutes ish. Now I'm telling you, we have heard this over and over and over again people are like oh my god i had had the greatest sex last night oh my god it was so amazing it was like 10 minutes long (laughs) and you're like wait 10 10 minutes like not even warmed up at 10 minutes (laughs) you know i haven't even gotten lubrication to the joints yet (laughs) like 10 minutes really However, as we have said so many times on this show before, we know from the average studies that uh, men uh, last on average from three to five minutes in one study, five to seven minutes in another study. I heard somebody quote 10 recently, but I've never actually seen that in the actual literature, but... Anyway, I suppose if you're used to five-minute sex and you get 10-minute sex... It's double the pleasure. You, exactly. <laughs> you were thinking this is great to say, oh my God, it was 10 minutes, right? You know? Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that later.
1: Another thing is that it has to end in an orgasm and usually it's for both. So they think if it ended in an orgasm, then that was great sex.
0: Yeah, you know that... This is something we'll talk about more as as we get further on in the show. But it's like one of those things where, oh, it wasn't good if I didn't have an orgasm, especially Mm -hmm. men. Men Mm -hmm. think this all the time. The reason you think that, men, is because you haven't done all the other things we're going to talk about as this show goes on. I have have literally... I have had entire multi-hour long sex sessions that did not end in an orgasm that left me so like worn out, exhausted in a good way and altered that I was like, wow, that was truly amazing sex. And there was zero orgasm. So it's totally possible.
1: Number three is that it is a mostly, if not purely physical act. So it's like, oh, we got so at it and it was all like body centric, <laughs> which makes it great. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. We just want you to expand. Like this is kind of the starting point where people are at. Um, and and that's just talk about the last point, which is that it has to have at least a little bit of foreplay, some foreplay. So like, okay, if I got some foreplay in, we focused on our bodies, it ended in an orgasm and lasted a whole 10 minutes, we reached the great sex destination.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> this, this list literally comes from working with thousands of people, you know, and their sex lives. And it's like, that's what most people would consider. Wow, that was great sex.
1: So we are here to tell you that this is a great starting point and we are going to expand your views.
0: Yeah, I do want to say, if, if you are doing all of those things, congratulations. You're having better sex than most. But is it truly great sex? I am going to challenge you and say it's not. Even though you might think that it is. And you'll understand why as we go along.
1: All right, so let's get to what women think is great sex. Ooh, Ooh, I didn't
0: actually read your list.
1: <laughs> yeah, we both, we each took our gender-specific lists. So um, I will be sharing this and you'll share your list afterwards because the men will come second. Ha <laughs>
0: ha, pun intended. <laughs> As it should <laughs> be. The women should always come first.
1: All right, so here's where it happens. What do women really think is great sex? Number one, it starts before you get her naked. Okay, so you want to be able to fuck with her head,
0: play a a mental game,
1: right? Exactly, in a good way, in a healthy way, but we think like we can get turned on by using our head, our imagination way ahead. So if that gets started way beyond, we are, you're already ahead of the game basically. And then it just makes it so much better. So that's a very important part because sometimes men tend to forget that it is essential part for us to get the mental part and peace. And then, you know, they're like, oh, she wasn't really interested or in the mood. But it's like, how much have you been playing with her mind? How much have you been flirting with her? How much have you been teasing her prior to kind of see that uh, that arousal and that that sexual energy? If you haven't, then it's it's a lot to ask her to to be able to just drop everything and get in the moment. Number two, it's about letting go of control. And this is a really important point because whether or not you are doing power dynamic play or not, like it's not exactly where we're going with that. But letting go of control is that while we are very excited to be able to be in charge and make things happen, I find in my experience that the best sex I have is when I totally surrender and let go. And that's that place of letting go of control. Now, do I have great sex if I'm the one in charge and directing everything? Yes. But do I go to higher states of pleasure and just a different place if I'm totally letting go of that control and opening up? Absolutely. And this is what really makes sex great and is an essential component. But it takes a very strong man to take a woman to that place for her to let go of control. Question. Yes.
0: Which one of those two things do you think gets you there more often?
1: Oh, it's a good question. I'd say, honestly, the letting go of control and having the strong man, probably. But I kind of really like the other one too. (laughs) So,
0: you you could potentially do both, right? Where you could be more in charge to a point, Mm -hmm. and then you could let go. Yeah. Right. So you can kind you can get both in there. It's not a one or the other. And it's not
1: just like, hey, I'm submissive and he does everything he wants to me. Like there's a there's a a dynamic, it's a playfulness to it, but it's also really playing with these two energy and getting me to that place of like really that letting go. because in today's society we are so rarely giving ourselves permission to fully let go. We're constantly running after things, getting things done, doing this, doing that. and it's rare for us to exhale. Let's go. And so when we can reach those places, it, it, it makes a big difference. Okay, number three of what women think is great sex is all about having a central experience. That also includes kissing. You know... While we do like the hot zones to be stimulated. We really appreciate the sensuality of sexuality, including our entire body, bringing in all of our senses. So it's not just the touch, but the taste, the sight, the, um, the smells, like all of that can be included. So if you bring that sensuality, and I think kissing includes a lot of our senses, and it does make for great sex if you include some kissing. We also want to have connection and emotional intimacy, and that's a difficult one to fully explain because a lot of men are mug, like, but I'm right here. And anyway, we're like, Well, but you're not really here with me, because maybe you're fantasizing about what we're about to do, or you are thinking about. Another great sexual experience you had, or you're imagining what it'd be like to have a threesome as we are here together, that doesn't foster the connection and the emotional intimacy. Maybe you're right there with her, but you're not willing to show the your own emotional side of vulnerability and you're just like into the tough role, which you're like, well, but that's what you said you wanted. You wanted to let go of control, so I have to be in my like tough spot. And it's like, yes, you do. And We also want you to be in that uh, place where you can be vulnerable and have that emotional connection and intimacy. What makes great great sex is communication. And communication that could lead to trying new things also. Communication is not so much about talking endlessly about things, but just communication about what do I like, what do I want, what do you want. Like, let's try something new. This type of communication makes for great sex. We always say communication is lubrication. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the more you can be specific and you can share, then you get what you want, which leads to great sex. And then last but not least, it's all about taking time to build arousal. And so it's kind of a full circle with what we started when we talked about starting before you get naked to fuck with her head, but then also to take time to warm up her body. I shared the example the other day with one of my clients of the idea that for men, mostly you we would link you as a fire, this fiery energy. Well, us women would be more like the water. And as you try to hit water, if, if anybody has ever tried to boil water, which we've all done, you know, it takes a little while to get it there. You know, you can flip the lighter and the, and, and the flame goes on and the fire's going, but the water takes longer. So remember that, that we women are more like water. So taking time to build the arousal will lead to a greater experience. Plus once the water is boiling, it's sustained for longer. Well, the fire can wear off pretty quickly once the water is boiling. It's like, oh yeah, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the six components of what women think is great sex. They are not an exhaustive links, list, but... Um, I think they're a great place to start. Uh, if you put these into practice, you can definitely take her to new heights.
0: Yeah, and so those those come from your personal experience, but also from working with a lot of women and what what do they say they want? Mm-hmm. What what do they say works for them? Yes. So, okay. So next is I don't know if you read my list did you read? My I list? haven't okay. no so, so it's I'll be going to be very you. different as you would expect <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. there's nothing wrong with that. You'll see that there's probably there's probably not that many things that are the same on the list but that doesn't mean that oh crap, like we're completely opposite. How are we ever gonna have great sex? It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you each, You each put some energy and attention into adding in the things that you know the other one likes and wants. Okay, number one. She really wants you, wants to make love with you, longs for you to penetrate her. For me, as a man, there is literally nothing better than when a woman is like, I need you in me right now. And the thing is this, is that you know, and we, we've actually been talking about this a bit uh, lately, which is that, you know, like sometimes, you know, due to the stresses of life or whatever, maybe one of us is not uh, as revved up for sex uh, in a particular moment uh, as the other one is. And the other one, like, you know, let's say just for the sake of it, maybe you had a really stressful day and you're really kind of tired and you got a lot going on in your mind and you're like, I want to have sex with you because I commit to that. But, um, i'm not as into it as i normally am i'll feel that right and i'll be like okay it's a little bit harder for me to get into it then however when she when any woman is like i must have you you just you need to just fuck me open like that makes almost any it almost doesn't matter what else happens during that session it's going to be great (laughs) Okay, number two, time disappears. This is a huge one for me. It's like when I'm making love, I don't want to think about the fact that there are other things even happening in the world other than just sex right now. Like, So, you know, I say this all the time. You're like, well, we don't have a lot of time. I'm like, fuck time. I don't care about time, you know? Like time does not exist to me when we're making love. It is however long it is. I never go, oh, it's been 40 minutes. We should probably wrap it up. Fuck that I do (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure Yeah and you're right Sometimes you do Because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff Going on in your head About what has to be done And this and that And blah 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 So for me For it to be really great We have to just not Give a shit About time All right, Number three She has multiple waves Of orgasmic energy That is one of my Favorite things When it comes to sex Is that I can help facilitate for you multiple waves of just your sexual energy peaking and then coming back down and then peaking again. And every, every time it goes a little bit higher, it's even more intense for me. And it's just like, I, just, I feel like, I say this all the time, like I, like I stuck my penis in an electrical socket. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Not a real electrical socket. <laughs> uh, but just, yeah, taking her through those multiple waves. Uh, number four, there's a deep feeling of love involved. And this is, this, you know, when you're younger as a man, you probably don't think about this at all. You're just like, oh, it's all about the physical. Oh, the sensations, the friction. Oh, all oh, the orgasm, right? Those are all the things you think about when you're young. As you get older, you want more than that. You're like, okay, that's great. That was awesome. And it is so much better when you have sex with somebody where you have that deep emotional connection with. Some people can go there with almost anybody. Most cannot. Most need to have some sort of established relationship in depth. And it just makes it better. That's why people tend to report, and this is, this is true uh, in the studies, when they ask people that are, say, dating who have a lot of sex, you know, with multiple different people, what? Um, like what, how they feel about the quality of their sex life, you know, the satisfaction of their sex life versus committed couples who maybe have significantly less sex. The committed couples always report a higher level of satisfaction in their sex life, even though they're technically having less sex. And the reason is because of that deep emotional connection that is present when you have a relationship. Okay. Okay. Uh, Number five She's open to trying new things Uh, That is a big one for me Because sometimes I just want to do something different Like even even if it's not really even that great It's just (laughs) different, you know It's like, let's just do something different Let's be spontaneous Let's make love in a different room Or on the floor spontaneously Or try a different position Or like, I don't know, whatever Uh, Number six Oh yeah, she screams your name (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. You know you love it. (laughs) If you can take her to the place where she is genuinely screaming your name, not doing it just because she knows you want to hear it, but because she literally cannot help it. Yeah, that's great sex.
1: Well, what about maybe, oh, God.
0: Okay, that works too. It's even better when it's my name. (laughs) You know, I mean... Yeah, anyway, we won't go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. She is so satisfied that she can't wait uh, until the next time. So, you know, for me, like, when, when you're laying there in that sort of post-sex euphoria, you know, and you're just like, man, that was amazing. And, you, and she's just already in her mind thinking like, wow, I, I can't wait till we can experience that again. Yeah, that was great sex. <laughs> And, oh, and number eight, the last one. She thinks you are the best lover that she's ever had. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we need to add anything to that one.
0: <laughs> you know, you can you can still have great sex and, and still think, well, I've I've had other lovers that were spectacular. However, like if we're really saying like the ultimate great sex, yeah, yeah, yeah. As as a guy, I know we have egos, whatever you know. We're not we're not uh, perfect people, <laughs> <laughs> but but if we really do a good job and really satisfy her and really make love to her like she's never been made love to before, and she's like, my God, that was the best sex I've ever had in my life. That is like to me, that's the ultimate achievement. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: while you may thought that the list was so different, I noticed that. We had a couple of things that were similar. You talked about the deep feeling of love. I talked about the connection and emotional intimacy. It's mm-hmm. also the love. So that's the same. You talked about trying new things. I had mm-hmm. the communication and trying new things. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, though, is that you were talking about how, um, how she um, totally wants you to make love. She longs for you. And I was talking about letting go of control. And you know that that's kind of like basically we're talking about the same thing through different angle. Because for her to be like longing for you and being in that place, she has to be able to let go of control. Well,
0: yeah, and that's the ultimate receptivity, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes. I need you to penetrate me. It's mm-hmm. the ultimate receptivity.
1: Yeah. So I see, like, some of the things are are definitely uh, definitely similar. So whew, <sighs> this this is good. Oh. You, you survived that, right? <laughs> So, before we go to our component of great sex that people aren't aware of, we're going to give you some new tips, we think, or we hope. We'd like to invite you if you are a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way you used to, and you feel tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity, and you want great sex and no longer have a life of the just average, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join a highly sexed Power Couple Platinum program. If you give us 90 dates, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more passion and purpose in life. Go to celineremy.com forward slash passion to learn more about this life-changing program.
0: That's right. So if at the beginning of this show, when we talk about what most people think is great sex... If you're not even there, or if that's as far as you've gone, you need to hire us because we will take you to that next level.
1: Mm. So let's start talking about maybe new components that I think people like you, because you don't know what you don't know, right? So once you start to know that there's something else and something more, you can open up your mind and then that's when you can start to feel new things. So number one, it can last, you know, at least 40 minutes.
0: Yeah, this is, you know, we've heard this numerous, numerous times, but there is one particular time that stands out in my mind. And I know we've told this story on the show before, but I'll say it again. We had some friends over, a couple, uh, for dinner. And we were talking about sex, as we often do. And we mentioned about having long sex. And the, the male in the couple literally looked at me and said, Why would you want to do that? And the reason I always cite this as the example is because it literally blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean, why would you want to do that? That's like saying, why would you want $10 million? Like, (laughs) doesn't everybody want $10 million? I mean, there might be a couple people, maybe like... uh, I don't know, a uh, a monk living in a cave who's like, money means nothing to me. But in the real world where we all have to live, we would love to have $10 million, right? Because then we wouldn't have to worry. We wouldn't have to stress. We wouldn't have to work so hard. It can make life easier. It can make life harder too, but it can make (laughs) life easier. So yeah, that's a huge one to me. So when when we're talking about components of great sex that many people aren't aware of, in our opinion, and you can talk more about this, Celine, because you've talked about this a lot, about... What happens at that roughly 40-ish minute mark that really shifts the entire experience of sex?
1: From a woman's perspective, we have a harder time to be so focused into on one thing. So for most males, the single focus, they can go straight into sex and be right there. Because we have this diffuse awareness, we can juggle so many things at once, it makes it hard for us to fully come and be present. Sometimes we spontaneously get there, but most of the time we have to work at it. And so... I noticed that it takes about 20 minutes for our mind to start to calm down and to be like, okay, now I'm moving from my head into my body. Once you're in that 20 minutes, it takes about that same amount of time for for me and for many women to be able to go into higher states of pleasure, into a place where you go beyond just the logical mind, where you can start to feel altered without taking any substances, but just from being high on the energy. And you can't fake that. That can't happen in in 40 seconds. And you can't make it, like you can't will yourself to get there. You have to get yourself into a place where the mind gets turned off, you start to feel your body more and more, you go on waves of pleasure, go up and down and up and down enough time that then all of a sudden you feel like you've transitioned into a different dimension. And that only happens if you have enough time.
0: Yeah, I imagine there are probably a few women out there that can get there really quick, but they are way the outliers here. I mean, even in the Tantra community that we spent a lot of time with, and I had several lovers who were well-known in the Tantra world, even they couldn't get there that quickly. Like, they just couldn't. I've seen some women try to substitute intensity for time in order to get there. So trying to go real intense, real fast to try to get there in a shorter amount of time. But honestly, my experience has been that I don't think that seems to work very well. Um, At least not as well as just giving it the time for that energy to build. Well, the
1: problem with the intensity route is that you're always going to need more and more and more and more to get to those places. And there comes a time where you either desensitize yourself a bit and like the the lower... um, I don't know how you call that, like less intense maneuvers just don't do it the same. (laughs) And then you just constantly need more and more and more, but you feel emptier and emptier. And so I think it's about like, if you're chasing the orgasm, chasing the intensity, it's very different than if you surrender into it and then it builds up from that place where it comes to you rather than you chasing it.
0: Mm.
1: That was very powerful, by the way, the not chasing. I hope you paid attention because that alone, that tip can transform your sexuality if you just stop chasing it and just surrender and let go and just be with what is.
0: It's not about the destination. It's about the The journey. journey. All right. Number two, it has multiple waves of orgasmic energy. This is another thing that... I think a lot of people just simply aren't aware of that, that you can have like that people tend to think of it as linear mm. right we start off at zero we build up we build up we build up to oh we hit orgasm and boom then we fall back down to zero again and so i think one of the biggest reframes for people when trying to say okay you know here's how to have great sex is that it's not linear Think of it like one of those old school wooden roller coasters, right? Where you go up, 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 and then then you come back down, then you go up again, and you can have (laughs) these wave after wave after wave of amazing orgasmic bliss.
1: Number three is that it is deeply connected between the two involved. Or three or more, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could be. It could be.
1: We are just totally like imagining that you are in a heterosexual, like uh, monogamous relationship, but you know it could be any any components you want. But really, it's about the connection. Like being alone on your fantasy island does not foster connection. Being stuck in like role playing fantasies creates a sense of connection but it's not the deeper level it's kind of like well that's a gateway to creating a beginning of a connection but there comes a time where you have to let go of the outside tools and toys that helps you get there to just really be there with each other's hearts
0: Yeah, and this is something I I talked about a little bit earlier on in the show, which is that, you know, men, as we get older, this is more and more important to us. You know, there, there are stereotypes out there that, oh, men aren't really emotional, and all they care about is the physical. And, you know, that's true of some men, but it's definitely not true of all men. And I can honestly say that the best sexual experiences I've ever had in my life had that component of deep, deep connection and shared love.
1: Mm. I love this. (laughs) Let's talk about number four here, where it is about having a high degree of presence. And I think it's linked to the one we just talked about, but having to be present from both parties. And that means oftentimes keeping your eyes open not just zoning out, checking out and be lost in the pleasure. While there are times that you do let go and, and are lost in it, the presence is also so, so nice to have that eye, eye connection, breathing together. It takes it to such a new level.
0: Yeah. You know, in, in regular sex that a lot of people have is Because they are focusing on the destination and they're chasing the orgasm, they're doing whatever they need to do in order to get there, which is often going into their own fantasy, rolling their eyes back, not paying attention to their partner and just saying, how can I get my energy moving enough until I get to that orgasm that I'm so desperately seeking, right? But what we're talking about here is really, 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 really being present with your partner, not checking out, not, you know, thinking about other things because you're trying to last longer, not thinking about the things that have to happen in your day. And even like you pointed out, Celine, just a moment ago, that there are times when it's okay to just do that. For instance, like, you know, let's say I'm giving you oral sex. I don't need you focusing on me. <laughs> and that you can if you want, but I don't need you to. That is me purely giving to you for the sake of wanting to give you pleasure. And in that instance, in that moment, yeah, close your eyes, put your head back, do whatever you want to do, and just enjoy and receive. That's perfectly fine. But if you were in that same space when we're making love and I'm penetrating you, I'd be like, hello, <laughs> hello, Anyone home? Bueller. Bueller, you know, like, where are you? <laughs> you know, so yeah, that, that idea of really being present so that we're there and we're that, that connection is really solid the whole time, really, really takes sex to the next level.
1: All right, number five, there are multiple orgasms. It's interesting because we talked about earlier the multiple waves of orgasmic energy And now we're talking about multiple orgasms.
0: Yes. Okay. So the reason why I put this one on the list, multiple orgasms is not a requirement for great sex. Mm -hmm. It isn't. You can have like really great sex and not even have an orgasm. Like that's totally possible. But if, if I'm making a list of components that many people may not be aware of, the reason it's on the list is because a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that multiple orgasms are a thing. Right. So I mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, sometimes women, they just go for that first clit orgasm, like, oh, oh, such a relief. Oh, thank God. I'm okay. I'm done. (laughs) Right. So if you really want to make sex, sex great, be aware that you could potentially have multiple orgasms and not just as a woman. Men can have multiple orgasms too. If you've learned to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation, you can indeed have multiple orgasms throughout the lovemaking session. And if you've ever experienced that, you know how you feel when it's all said and done, and it's way different than if you just built that linear line straight up from zero to orgasm and then fell off again. It's totally different.
1: (laughs) And that was by way, another truth bomb, ejaculation and orgasms are two different things. And I think that could have been a point of its own in the components of great sex, because once you understand that, you could really, uh, really get to a higher, higher level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Number six, it touches you on a deep emotional level. Mm. I love that you brought that point up because I think that, yes, sex is physical, but there's a thing, a component called sexual energy. And when people understand that it's not just all physical, but there's this energy, there's something else that can get created, then when you allow your heart to open up, maybe you have tears that flow, maybe there's laughter, maybe there's like this bursting love and you feel like your heart is ripping open and there's such... This emotional, like, w- wave that can take over. It's so beautiful. And that's not something you can fake. That's something that takes you by surprise. And it's not something that you can go to every single time. Uh, but it, it, it it's when it happens, when you have that element that surely takes sex to the next level. So understanding that that's something that you want to bring into your lovemaking and that you don't want to just focus so much on the physical that you forget all of the other aspects, that is important if you want to be able to to really take that that lovemaking to the next level.
0: Is there anything better than having both your heart and your pussy ripped wide open? <laughs>
1: Well, they're both connected, so no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, number seven. It leaves you altered for the rest of the day in a good way. (laughs) And it rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're really doing all those things that we're talking about here, you know, you should feel altered, almost like you've taken a substance mm-hmm. and and it lasts for longer than just the orgasm. You that's might still kind of feel part. even
1: tingly, you might feel uh, dizzy or lightheaded, or maybe you just like optimistic and light, you know, it could be like lots of different things, but where you just feel altered in a happy way. And it's not just altered, like I need to sleep. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. It's really a sense of elevation. Yeah. And then last but not least um, is about that deep feeling of love. And while well, you can have great casual sex, and I've had plenty of that, I do see... Really?
0: Th- <laughs> do tell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we
1: are coming towards the end of this show. You're right. So we don't have so time. We don't have time. We might have to make another whole show on that. But no, great casual sex can happen. It's fantastic. But there is something unique about having a deep shared feeling of love and when you bring in the love into the love making this is also what love making is it's making love like creating that and if you can cultivate that sense of love then it makes sense that you want to keep doing it especially if you've been together for more than like a few years well you like it's beyond the physical um Oh, this felt good on the physical level. This is like, this is nurturing and nourishing for your mind, heart, and soul.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's possible to have a deep feeling of love, even though you may not have been in a committed relationship for a long time. It's just, it's a lot less likely. That's all. But it's, it's possible. So, you know, if you can, great. Um, And if you're having a lot of sex that lacks that component, we strongly suggest that you try to create a relationship that allows that to come into the mix. Because if it does, it's going to take your lovemaking to a whole nother level.
1: And I think as a kind of like little thing to leave you with for today's show really is, you know, when you want to be good at something, you study it, you research it, you spend time at it. And just because we are sexual being doesn't mean we're good at it or we're born great at it. It's something that we cultivate. So don't be afraid to research, to look at books, to look at I don't know, DVDs or courses to work with coaches like us, to listen to the Love Lab podcast, to have conversation with your beloved. This is what brings lovemaking to the next level. So we hope that today's show helped you to open up your mind into what could be possible about, wow, there are other levels, there are things I don't know. And now I want to start to pursue that
0: yes, yes, yes. If nothing else, we at least hope that this opens your minds to the possibility that there could be way, way more out there for you to experience than what you have currently experienced thus far. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends.
1: And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at celineremycom forward slash vault. That's celinerem ycom forward slash vault.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And remember, you're
0: amazing.